so much going on today stresses me out. Oh, I know. Like, I'm not even in your life right now. I mean, like, I don't have to do any of what you're doing, but it's giving me anxiety. Well, last week we had Dominic's uh-huh. party, and this week it's Elijah's party with all these humans. And then next weekend it's New Mexico, and then the next weekend it's Moab. I just want to chill. I just want to sleep. I'm tired. Same. Let's just have a nap on this podcast. Everyone just listen to the soothing voice. Sounds of her voice. Yep, and we're just going to sleep tight. Find a blanket. It's not going to work. No? Okay. Darn it. I really thought this was a sleeping podcast. Mm. Just so you guys know, on this episode, we have a guest. It's my 18-month-old daughter. We did not have a babysitter, so we figured we'd let her join in. She has a lot to say, but we shut her up with a bottle. Yeah, so shout out to all the moms out there. You guys will understand why I have a baby with me. <laughs> She's literally trying to rip my necklace off my neck with her toes. I'm pretty sure all babies go through that phase. With their face. It's that distinct rip the necklace off the neck with the toes phase. And Yeah, well... She is named Lilith, so I should expect demon-like behavior from her. I think you get what you got since you named her that. So yeah, well, it's really your own fault. I'm not going to argue that. No, you can't. I could try. No, you couldn't. Now I want to. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen her face. She is so in game mode now. <laughs> now we're going to argue. <laughs> well, welcome to our podcast. Oh yeah, this is Heckle and Shy with Shelby and Haley. I'm Haley. And I am Shelby. Yes. Although right now she's more like a Jekyll, so. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Hopefully we can edit out people talking in the background. Well, you know, as long as we get done before all the little midgets come for the birthday party. Little humans. They're the real demon. Seriously. (laughs) Just because I have kids doesn't mean I'm like... Kids. So is that Deadpool? You know, lately I've just been feeling like I need to have something happy. Okay. So I brought you a story today that I found. You found? Yeah, okay. I found it on the internet. This wonderful place. You should check it out sometime. I've heard that you can literally find anything there. Yeah. And you can believe everything it says. Well, yeah, everything you read on the internet is pure truth. I know. So, just listen to this, okay? Okay. Um, it's actually a letter. And so, it's written by a young Marine who wrote it to his mother after he was recovering from a wound on the Korean battlefield. Oh, okay. So, it was the Korean War that he was... And I'm, like, uh, again, obsessed with MASH, so I'm all about the Korean War. Not that it was like was team it? war, but it was yeah. Was Mash. that in Korea? Mash the TV show was based on in the Korean War. I had no idea. Yeah, you are I a team Mash. Love Mash. <laughs> Radar, Hawkeye, and Klinger are my effing favorite. Um, I don't think I've seen Mash, but I've seen the A Team. You're gonna need to get out. I'm sorry. The A-Team is nothing like MASH. What is wrong with you? It was good. The, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so it's not MASH, and I, I now need to get out, so you're not going to get a podcast, no. listeners. It'll be fine. Apparently not. Yeah. So, um, this guy, he was a chaplain in the Navy, Father W. Moldy. 
That's an awful last name. Father what? Moldy. Oh my god, it sounded like you said blue moldy, and I was like, ooh, blue cheese, ooh, blue cheese. That's all I thought of. Father cheese, father cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he talked to this boy and his mother and the sergeant in charge of the patrol and can vouch for this story. So it's a, it's a real story. Oh. Okay. So uh, how do you want me to read this? Like, what voice? Let's go with French. Oh, I'm awful at French. Well, you asked, I chose. Demon. No, I think that's all I got. I can't even do it. Maybe I could throw a little Russian. I wouldn't dare write this letter. (laughs) (laughs) You could do Russian, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, never mind. I'm awful with accents. So, here it goes. Dear Mom, I wouldn't dare write this letter to anyone but you because no one else would believe it. Maybe even you will find it hard, but I have got to tell somebody. You know, I think it's kind of rude that he always shuts everyone down. You know, everyone's always like, no one's going to believe me. There's crazy people out there. Who like us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll literally believe like any kind of spiritual like experience or story or anything. I'm just like, tell me everything. I know. Seriously. I don't know why people are always like, no one's going to believe me. It ruins the whole plot lines of lots of things. Anyway. <laughs> So he says, first off, I'm in a hospital. Now don't worry, you hear me. Don't worry, I was wounded, but I am okay. <laughs> don't panic. <laughs> I know, you're my mom, whatever. The doctor says that I will be up and around in a month, but that's not what I want to tell you. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, so I don't know how serious he was wounded. Oh, okay. But maybe I, maybe it says later down in the letter, I forgot. Okay. Um... Remember when I joined the Marines last year? Because, you know, that's something my mom probably remembers. <laughs> I was going to say, no, actually, she forgot that. <laughs> Where have you been? Anyway, when I left, you told me to say a prayer to St. Michael every day. Yes. Yes. Mama? So this is about St. Michael. I love St. Michael. I know. He's so cool. The destroying angel. I love him. Yes. So this is a cool guardian angel story. Um, you really didn't have to tell me that. Ever since I can remember... You always told me to pray to St. Michael the Angel, the Archangel. You even named me after him. Well, I always have, but when I got to Korea, I prayed even harder. Remember the prayer that you taught me? Michael, Michael of the morning, fresh fresh cores of heaven adorning. Michael, Michael of the morning, fresh cores of heaven adorning. Have you ever heard that prayer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And cores and like a peace corps. Right. Um... You know the rest of it. Well, I said it every day, sometimes when I was marching or sometimes resting, but always before I went to sleep. I even got some of the other fellas to say it. Well, one day... I like that. Yeah. Well, like, prayer and stuff like that, especially when calling on um, angels, is always stronger in numbers. Yeah. So. That's why circle prayers are so effective. Right. Yeah. Um... Well, one day, I was with an advanced detail way up on the front lines. We were scouting for the commies. (laughs) Um, This is his words, not mine. Do not email us and tell us we're evil. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to deal with that right now. I already know it. Oh, God. (laughs) I was plodding along in the bitter cold. My breath was to, like, cigar smoke. So oh, wow. it's really Thick cold. And heavy. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. I know you like cigars. I so, do. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I knew every guy in the patrol. When alongside of me comes another marine I never met before. Oh yeah. oh, get this ready. is gonna get good. It's gonna get so good. 
He was bigger than any other Marine I'd ever seen. He must have been 6'4 and built in proportion. So, you know, big and, like, thick. So, Like Casey? <laughs> he's, like, 6'3 like and, like, built? Yeah, so it's probably, like, Casey. Casey size? Okay. Yeah, you feel pretty secure then. Yeah. So, and the guy says, it gave me a feeling of security to have such a body nearby. Anyway, they were, there we were, trudging along. The rest of the patrol spread out. Just to start a conversation, I said, Cold, ain't it? You know, small talk. <laughs> and, and then I laughed. You'd <laughs> be like, the sky's blue today, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here I was with a good chance of getting killed any minute, and I'm talking about the weather. Yep, that does sound that, like yep, yep, that's so you. Yep. My companion seemed to understand. I heard him laugh softly. I looked at him. I have never seen you before. I thought I knew every man in the outfit. I just joined the, the last minute, he replied. I don't know how to do an angel voice, but... Come on, do an angel voice. The name is Michael. Is that oh, so? I said surprised. Oh That's my, my name, too, because he was named right, after Right, he was named after St. Michael. Yeah. What, Casey and I were just talking about St. Michael. Really? Like, last night. It's so weird how we were, I always seem to pick something that you're... Well, we were laying in bed, and we were talking about it, and I was always telling him that, like, I thought St. Michael was, like, around him, which is why I got him, like, this St. Michael pendant and different stuff like that. Like, I've always related Casey to St. Michael. I don't know why. But that's well, what we were talking six, about. Six four and yeah. Yeah, but that's what we were talking about Marines. last night. So well, he's not a marine. Well, but you know, army. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we were talking about that last night. It's just crazy that we were talking about Saint Michael and you're doing a Saint Michael story. Yeah. So I told you, I just seem to always pick up on these vibes. It's really. Weird. I love it. <laughs> anyway, so is that so? I said surprised. That's my name too. I know. He said, and then he oh. called Michael Michael of the morning. I was too amazed to say anything for a minute. How did he know my name and a prayer that you had taught me? Talking to his mom. Right, right, right. Then I smiled to myself. Every guy in the outfit knew about me. Hadn't I taught the prayer to anybody who would listen? Why, now and then, and they even referred to me as St. Michael. Oh, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. Neither of us spoke for a time, and then he broke the silence. We are going to have some trouble up ahead. He Uh-oh. must have been in fine physical shape, for he was breathing so lightly that I couldn't see his breath. Mine oh poured out in great clouds. There was no smile on his face now. Trouble ahead, I thought to myself. Well, with the commies all around us, that is no great <laughs> 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 revelation. He was kind of like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit, Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> um, so snow began to fall in great thick globs. Snow? Yeah. So, oh you know, God. making the situation worse. Yes. And so now he's breathing like a dragon. Looking for enemies, you know, and now there's snow obstructing his vision. Oh, my God. This poor guy. Yeah. So, um, uh, in a brief moment, the whole countryside was blotted out. So it was oh my thick God. snow. And I, was, and I was marching into a white fog of wet, sticky particles. My companion disappeared. Michael, I shouted in sudden alarm. I felt his hand on my arm, his voice rich and strong. This will stop shortly. His oh my God, I'm getting chills. Like, <laughs> I thought you would like this story. I love this like, so much. When I told you I was doing an angel story, your face kind of dropped. And I was like, but it's a good one. Oh my God, I love this. <laughs> yeah, so. His prophecy proved to be correct. In a few minutes, the snow stopped as abruptly as it had begun. The sun was a hard, shining disk. I looked back for the rest of the patrol. 
There was no one in sight. We lost them in the heavy fall of snow. I looked ahead, and as we came over a little rise, I looked ahead as we came over a little rise. Mom, my heart just stopped. There were seven of them, seven commies in their padded pants and jackets and their funny hats. And their funny hats! <laughs> Only... I love that he adds that in. <laughs> and their funny hats. And their funny hats. Only there wasn't anything funny about them now. Seven rifles were aimed at us. Down, Michael, I screamed and hit the frozen earth. I heard those rifles fire almost as one. I heard the bullets. There was Michael still standing. Mom, those guys couldn't have missed, not at that range. I expected to see him literally blown to bits, but there he stood, making no effort to fire himself. He was paralyzed with fear. It happens sometimes, Mom, even to the bravest. He was like a bird fascinated by a snake. At least, that's what I thought then. I jumped up to pull him down, and that was when I got hit. I felt a sudden flame in my chest. I often wondered what it felt like to be hit. Now I know. Oh! I remember feeling strong arms about me, arms that laid me ever so gently on a pillow of snow. I opened my eyes for one last look. I was dying. Maybe <gasps> I was even dead. I oh remember my God. thinking, well, this is not so bad. Oh, yeah, that's you too. I'd be like, ah, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh, okay. I'd be talking oh, so much shit in my head at that time. Like, it would not be good. Oh, okay, when you're dying, I'm going to find a way to read your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I will be. I'll be like. Except I don't think I'll need to read it because you'll voice it. I will. I'll be like, this is bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah, so. By the way, the baby's out of the room now, so nobody judge me for swearing. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, okay, keep going. Not that that stopped you before. It you doesn't. Can still judge her. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I was looking into the sun. Maybe I was in shock. But it seemed I saw Michael standing erect again. Only this time his face was shining with a terrible splendor. He seemed to change as I watched him. He grew bigger. His arms stretched out wide. Maybe it was the snow falling again, but there was a brightness around him like the wings of an angel. Oh my god. In his hand was a sword. A sword that flashed like a million lights. Well, that is the last thing I remember until the rest of the fellows came up and found me. I don't know how much time had passed. Now and then I had but a moment's rest from the pain and fever. I remember telling them of the enemy just ahead. Where's Michael? I asked. I saw them look at one another. Where's who? asked one. Michael, Michael, that big Marine I was walking with just before the snow squall hit us. Kid, said the sergeant, you weren't walking with anyone. I had my eyes on you the whole time. You were getting too far out. I was just going to call you in when you disappeared in the snow. Oh my God. He looked at me curiously. How did you do it, kid? How did I do what? I asked, half angry despite my wound. This Marine named Michael and I were just... Son, said the sergeant, sergeant kindly. I picked this outfit myself, and there just ain't another Michael in it. You are the only Michael in it. He I'm gonna freak out. Like, I'm sweating. Isn't this amazing? I'm sweating. <laughs> he paused for a minute. Just how did you do it, kid? We heard shots, but there hasn't been a shot fired from your rifle. And there isn't a bit of lead in them seven bodies over the hill there. Oh my God. I didn't say anything. What could I say? I could only look open-mouthed with amazement. It was then the sergeant spoke again. Kid, he said gently, every one of those seven commies was killed by a sword stroke. Fuck is- off! <laughs> oh my god! I'm freaking Isn't out! That so cool. Oh. Oh. I have goosebumps. 
goosebumps. I, I mean, have goosebumps. I'm done. I can't. It's, it's a so really cool, cool guardian angel story unless you're on the bad side of the guardian angel. I'm like, angel. I, like I, you don't know. I fucking love St. Michael. So, like, yeah. the fact that it's in St. Michael's... Ah, yeah, so... He says, he just wraps it up, that is all I can tell you, Mom. As I say, it may have been the sun in my eyes, it may have been the cold or the pain, but that is what happened. Yeah, Love, I'm Michael. pretty sure it was Michael. N- not with sword wounds. No! You, know, you can't just deny that. That's oh so cool. Yeah. <gasps> Did I tell you that my grandpa, my great-great-grandpa, had a similar experience? No. Yeah, so he was fighting in World War One. Okay. And he was drafted, but he was a peace-loving man, so he never wanted to shoot. Right. So he would always shoot over everyone's heads. To make it look like he was shooting? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then he would be shot at. He was shot at a lot because he was on the front lines. Oh, my God. Yeah. But every single time, right before he was shot, someone would say, move out of the way in his ear. Like, and he'd move. And, like, they would tell him specifically where to go. Like, move, move 20 right, degrees move. Oh to... Oh, my God. Like, yeah. And they also helped him avoid landmines. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so cool. He even helped save others because the angel was telling him where to go and who to help. And That is so crazy. I know. My grandpa had some amazing war stories. Oh. I didn't, know ever meet him because he was dead by the time I was born, but right. he wrote them down, so. That's so cool, though. Yeah. But you can, like, I love when people that have gone through experiences, not but not just spiritual, but, like, wars and different things like that. I love when they write it down and you mm-hmm. get their personal account, not the stuff that you're taught, like, in the classroom. Yeah. But stuff that makes you, like, really connect and feel... Yeah, the first degree the resources. Like, yeah. It's so amazing because then you're like, that really did happen. It's not just a bunch of words on a page because right. it's and emotional. Right, you connect to it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get this... Because textbooks are just so dry and personal yeah. and you're just like, okay, cool. We're learning about war today. Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. So that's, that's so my cool. story. That one made me like happy and excited and sad and anxious and nervous. <laughs> like... <laughs> It had uh, all the good stuff. Yeah, well, I've I've had a lot of crazy dreams where I've seen different angels, and I don't know. I'm always I don't know. I love I love Saint Michael. Yeah, and I've been raised like there's been uh, books or accounts of people I know who've seen an angel, mm-hmm. and when they're wielding swords, they're usually the size of a man. The swords are like so. Big do you remember that dream beauty. I told you I had? You told me a lot of dreams. Okay, so hopefully this will jog your memory. I had a dream where, remember I told you I was going through the stage where I didn't want to do readings anymore. Uh-huh. I didn't want to. And the angels grew. Do all this, yeah. yeah. And these these people were talking to me about it in my dream, telling me that like I needed to help people and find a platform to do it on, which podcasts will do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that yeah, he like grew and he was so big, and I had to look up and I was like. And oh like, yeah, they can get ginormous. He was, they were huge, and it wasn't just. I knew one of them was Saint Michael because I like, you know, when you can just feel something. Yeah, and I they, knew one of them was Saint they, Michael. I didn't really know who the other ones were, but there, I think there were like seven of them all together. That's a good number. And yeah, there was like seven of them, and I was standing like in the middle, and they all went around me and like up, and I was like, well. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. This dream. is daunting. <laughs> so. Yeah, there was that one. Can you imagine, like, the terrible splendor, like, facing an angel in rage? No. That would be so scary. I would... I'd be so afraid I would just to be, be on like, the you know receiving what? end. I'm gonna do it myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna do it myself. But it's fine. I'll kick my own ass. Yeah. We're good. I just have to hope, you know, that those communists were really bad, evil people. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That or the person that was named Michael had to go on to do certain things, so he had to be protected. Yeah. Sometimes, unfortunately, like, you gotta, you know, yeah. weigh your options. Okay, so she, very strangely, we continue to do this, decided to do an angel story. And on my spiritual side today, I'm going to be covering angel numbers. I told you, I just pick up on yeah. vibes. And their meanings. And by that, I mean, like, people that see 1111 or mm-hmm. 333 or 555 or 666. So I'm just going to read a couple of those because each one of them actually does mean something really totally different. Yeah. That's crazy. A lot of people just assume that, like, if you see numbers in synchronicity, it's just, like, a sign that you're I, Yeah, I thought right it would path. just be all the same thing. No, they, they actually all... I mean, they all mean that, like, angels are around, but each number actually does hold specific meaning. Oh, that's crazy. Um... So, 1111 means that... There are angels around, but they are trying to give you a specific message. A lot of people pray for things and ignore their answers because they expect the answers to come a certain way. Yeah. And normally if you've been, whether you've been praying for it or thinking about it a lot, you're still putting that thought pattern out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't care if you're praying the way some people view praying or if you're constantly thinking about it, you're still asking these questions. Yeah, um, I always think it's a good idea to ask that you'll recognize the answer too. That you'll get an answer and that you'll recognize well, that it is the answer. Me personally, I specifically ask for answers to come to me in a dream and mm-hmm. I ask that I'm woken up the second my answer is given to me in the dream so that I remember. So there are random times when I'll wake up. It'll be like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, whatever. But I'll wake up right after I've got my answer mm-hmm. so that I can write it down and like decipher it when I'm like fully awake. That's smart. Um, anyways, but 1111 means that the answer has been given. You're just not seeing it. So they're trying to like jolt you and get you to pay attention. If that makes sense. I know a lot of people see 1111 and they're like, oh, it means I'm on the right path. No, it means. It means get your act together. Yes. (laughs) So if you see 999 a lot. Um, this one calls you to embrace it, embrace changes that are happening with and around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and with your life purpose, like there's a lot of life change happening. Okay. So if you see these numbers, is it like just a one-time thing or you are constantly seeing these numbers? I constantly see three, 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 four, 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 and five, five, five. Okay. Like Almost every day. Like, it's actually really rare for me to go a day without seeing at least one of those numbers. Okay. Um, 222 is the symbol of new beginnings, and there's a new phase coming rapidly in your life. That makes sense. I've always seemed to associate twos with life. Or new... I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, 222 means that there's fairly drastic changes coming your way. Um, obviously like it's in representation of like more of a good one because all of these are angel numbers. So it's the spirit realm trying to find a way to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. You look all zoned out. I'm thinking about numbers now. Oh. Cause I was thinking, you know, sometimes you get, do you get feelings with numbers, you know? So like I've been thinking, I've been associating like numbers with colors and 
emotions in my head that, lately. That's actually something that's very spiritual. A lot of people relate colors and numbers and different things like that when they're doing readings or they'll see people's frequencies and different things like that. Yeah. So that's actually not uncommon. So yeah, as soon as you said two, I was like, oh, it just made me think of a, like a blue green color. Yeah, so some thinking... people some people do relate relate, and that's that's more of a personal thing because everybody does that differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think it's cool that you actually are doing that. Hmm. Um, hold on a second, let me okay. specifically look up four four four. Um. So angel number 444 is just reminding you to pay attention to your intuition and your inner wisdom and that your connection with your angels in the angelic realm is incredibly strong. Oh, okay. That's cool. So that's why you see that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Because um, you know how I am. Like mm-hmm. I'll see something and I'm like, but is that what it is? So they're reminding you that like, okay, your shit is super strong. Mm-hmm. So like trust yourself. Um. So if you see 444... That's not uncommon for psychics or intuitives or empaths or people that do spiritual stuff or spiritual work. work. Mm-hmm. Um, three, three, three is encouragement. It's encouragement from your angels. They're kind of just there to let you know that like we're here. We're going to catch you if you fall. Like when you build the relationship with your spirit guides and when you have a strong relationship with your spirit guides, you will, their way of coming in is basically with three, 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 just kind of like, Hey, what's up? And three is a powerful number Mm -hmm. and there's three threes. So Mm -hmm. three threes. Yeah. Which is funny because I actually have three guides that I work with. I have my one main guide Mm -hmm. and it took me forever to find out his name, but I got it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's because names are powerful. Mm-hmm. I I think I think you might be the only person I ever told his name to. Okay, I won't ever tell anyone. Um, I think yeah, I think you're the only person that knows his name. Um, and like my journal, <laughs> <laughs> I might have told Casey, but I don't remember. I mean, I tend to tell him stuff like that, but it always kind of just blurs goes, together. Yeah, it always kind of does that. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm trying to. Um, one, one, one is, which per- is different from 11, 11. Yeah. Okay. One, one, one is the perfect time to manifest your thoughts. So if you happen to look at a clock and it says one, 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 that's a really powerful time energetically. So I want you guys to like stop and think about something you're trying to attract into your life. Okay. And when it says manifest, it doesn't mean like pull to the front and like communicate it or is it more, you just meditate on it? either or okay um a lot of people i mean obviously if you can stop and take the time to meditate on it do it but a lot of people you know we have busy lives so you see one 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 just like take a breath in take a breath out and think about that for right. just the time slow down yeah. mm-hmm. um so the spiritual meaning of the number six 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 is to reevaluate the situation question your assumptions and challenge your beliefs. So with this one, um, there's with, a lot of negativity associated with it. There is. Um, I mean, obviously six, six, six is the mark of the beast and all mm-hmm. those different kinds of things, which if you look at the spiritual meaning of it, it is to reevaluate a situation. And when six, six, six usually presents itself, it's presenting itself in a way because it wants you to stop and reevaluate because chances are something bad is about to happen. Oh, okay. Um, that's usually why, and like it, you know, it's challenging your beliefs because chances are you're being 
pressured or pushed into something you don't want to do. So the 666 keeps presenting itself and everyone just assumes, oh, Satan's around. No, like you're actually being warned something is going to happen. So stop your shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think those are the main ones that people see. Um, 999 signifies a completion in your life. Which is actually really funny because we wanted Lilith for a really long time. And I remember I woke up um, after I had had her and I was watching um, Friends on TV in the hospital room and it was on channel 999. But like huh. the 999 wouldn't get out of the left hand corner of the damn screen. Like it was making me so to. mad. Yeah. It was making me so mad and I kept trying to get Casey to close it. Um, but it, it does signify something that's completed in your life, which would make sense because we wanted her for a long time and then we finally got her. So that chapter was like complete and closed. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so I mean, mostly people just pay attention to the numbers, mm -hmm. um, cause they all are angel communications. It is all of them. Our angels are stepping in and trying to give you warning. Right down to like, if you see a penny in front of you, if you're having a shitty day and there's like a coin in front of you, pick it up and look at the, the date, like the year, mm -hmm. because sometimes you'll get um, different numbers and stuff on there. That gives lucky penny a whole new meaning. Mm -hmm. Same with like your radio station. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes this is, I mean, it's going to sound cheesy, but whatever. So sometimes, you know how you can scan the radio? Mm -hmm. Like you can put that scan button and it'll just stop on a channel. So every once in a while when I know my connection's not on point or I'm doubting that it's on point or I need like an immediate answer and I don't want to wait or I don't have any way else to get one right then and there or I don't believe what I'm being shown. <laughs> a lot of ors. Yeah. So, it, well, I know how people are and I know yeah. the things that go through their head. So... I'll turn it on to the radio, which I never listen to in real life anyways, because mm -hmm. who even does that anymore? Yeah. We have phones and I know. podcasts. I know. my own music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'll turn on the radio, and I'll push the scan button, and mm -hmm. I'll ask that an answer is given to me. And I have, I've had my radio stop on specific numbers. I've had it stop on 444. I've had it stop on 333. And it's just for a second. Mm -hmm. It'll just stop for a second, but just long enough for me to look over and see what it stopped on. And I'll get that number. That's really interesting because, uh, I'll do that. Like when I'm really wanting an answer or like when I need to ask, like, what should I be paying attention to most in my life? Mm -hmm. I'll be like, just uh, show me what I need to read. So I'll randomly flip through my scriptures and just like open to a random page mm -hmm. and it will, um, usually be something that I needed to learn that day, mm -hmm. but it will also be like a specific verse. And mm -hmm. now I might start paying attention to verse numbers. Do that. Well, because when Darwin had his son, it was obviously a very emotional time and I had my Bible out mm -hmm. and I was like, just, just grab the Bible. And he picked it up and it fell open onto this page. And I was like, what is your thumb touching? Because he was holding it in this one hand. I don't remember what the scripture was, but whatever it was, it was it was profound enough that he got really emotional. And we ended up highlighting the verse mm -hmm. because when it showed up was just like, how? How in the hell out of all the time? That Bible had been sitting there for months and nobody yeah. had picked it up. And I randomly just tell him, just pick up the Bible. And it folds open onto this page and it's this verse. It's just... They communicate with people in so many different ways. Yeah, I'm not I, saying run out and grab your Bible. They do it different for everybody. Yeah, that's but, my way. Right. It's just different but. examples though. Like there's, it, there's really cool stuff that happens. I've had 
we'll have to cover them later, but like feathers are a big thing mm-hmm. and they, they'll show you a lot. It's, it's stuff that's around you that you'll pick up on. A lot of animals you see, mostly birds, have so many spiritual oh, yeah. meanings. And I've been seeing hawks like crazy. Oh, hawks are predator birds. What I know. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you. I, I'm, I do want to do a whole episode where I talk about like spiritual birds and different things like that, especially because... Um, that would be a cool episode. Um, Let's do it. Hold on. Let's see if I can find a haunted feather. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm sure you could find like different scary stories. Yeah. So the hawk is often a message from angels. Um, he signals a time in your life when you need to focus on what's ahead and prepare for a leadership role. Just as the hawk is a predator, you're ready to fly high above and weed people out. Yeah, that sounds like you, actually. <laughs> and it's really funny. Like, there were four of them over in the field over there. And oh, I was yeah. like, can you see that? And Casey's like, why are there always hawks whenever we're in the car? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, so sorry this is a little bit shorter. We've got a lot going on and people are coming in and out of town and we're going in and out of town. And mostly. we're sick of hearing the doorbell in the background. Yeah, so, so we apologize for that. This one's probably going to be like a mini-sode or a bonus episode. And then we're going to be back when I'm back from New Mexico and we're going to fucking kill it. Yeah. So... But not really any killing. No, no killing. But really, though, stage that shit. And don't forget to turn off the dark.